0: hello and welcome to awaken with erica jade the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation i'm your host erica jade a certified holistic health coach reiki master yoga teacher NASM personal trainer and former nfl cheerleader here we are all about diving deep and getting real while embracing a holistic approach to health spirituality and lifestyle Each episode, I'll be taking you through expert interviews and personal stories that are packed with insights, tips, and practical tools for awakening your mind, body, and soul. My goal is to help you align with your authentic self and create a life filled with joy, purpose, and abundance. So if you're ready to transform your life and unlock your true potential, then let's get started. Prepare to awaken. Hello love. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. This week is officially the last week of September. So, just pause, take a moment to let that sink in. We are about to go into October. That is the first month of the last quarter of 2023. So that means that we have just over 3 months left of 2023. Can you believe it? I it, just it hasn't really clicked for me. I was looking at my calendar and I saw that this coming Sunday was October first, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Wait, hold on! What? <laughs> like, it just—it didn't compute for me. I, my birthday had just passed, and my birthday is September 9th. So, knowing that my birthday passed, I should know that October is coming up. But I was like, "Isn't it like September thirteenth right now? Don't we have a couple more weeks? Nope. This is it. So." Here we go, heading into the last quarter and also heading fully into fall. I am not mad about this because fall is my favorite season, by far my favorite season. So definitely not mad about the fact that we have welcomed in fall over this past weekend with the autumn equinox. Well, the Northern Hemisphere has welcomed in fall. But if you are south of the equator, if you're in the southern hemisphere, if you're listening to this from the opposite side of the world, from where I am currently recording, then you have welcomed in spring. So we both have gone through an equinox and experienced an equinox over this past weekend, but we are just entering into different seasons. I'll talk more about exactly what that means for us and some ways to fully welcome in fall because I am in the northern hemisphere. So I'll talk about some ways to welcome in fall here. But before I get into all of that, I did pull a card for us today. Today's card pull is from my divine abundance deck. It's an oracle card deck by Tosha Silver or Tasha Silver, and today's card is a beautiful card. It is the companionship card, and it. Depicts two elephants kind of brushing their noses up together, pressing their heads together with a dragonfly and some birds above them and some flowers and really bright watercolors all surrounding them. So, this companionship card is beautiful to look at, but also the meaning behind it I find to be extra special given the world that we're living in today. The card says giving someone your complete presence is an astonishing gift. And I love this, not just because I truly believe in the fact that relationships are our purpose here in life. We are meant to learn and grow through relationships. We are meant to have many, many, many different kinds of relationships, not just romantic, but familial, friendships, co-workers, all of these types of relationships that you hold have such an important role in your soul's development and your growth. So, I love relationships. I talk about them quite a bit. And I also really like this card because we have a loneliness pandemic right now. There's really no other way to say it, but it's a loneliness pandemic. Across the world, people are experiencing higher and higher levels of loneliness, and it's heartbreaking. And I'm going to pair together a couple of different things that I've listened to and that I've read the past few days because this is very timely. I am actually not surprised that this card came up because I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that everything happens in divine timing. So this popping up, I think that this is a message that I'm meant to relay on to all of you. Take with this what you will. I was listening to the Huberman Lab podcast with the Surgeon General of the United States that was just posted the other day. I absolutely love Andrew Huberman and his podcast because he does a wonderful job of explaining the science behind different things for the average listener. So if you haven't already listened to the Huberman Lab podcast, please go give it a listen. This episode in particular with the U.S. Surgeon General is. By far, one of my favorites so far, because I think it gives insight into the ways decisions are made for our public health of our country and then also as a whole with the world as a whole. So it's interesting. It definitely sparked some questions in my mind, and we'll get into those in future podcasts, I'm sure. But I was listening to this podcast episode, and in this episode, Andrew Huberman talked about the loneliness pandemic. I don't know if he used those words exactly. I might be using those words myself. But he talked about how loneliness has become a serious issue for mental health, not just in the US, but across the world, especially after COVID, because everyone was so isolated. And now even more so isolated because of technology. So when I was a kid, I was not playing on my phone. I remember my parents had a strict, this was when I was in high school, when I had a flip phone that just did texting, wasn't allowed to like have a camera phone or anything like that. It was a very, very, very basic phone, it was not an iPhone. I had a phone, but it was a very strict cutoff of 8 p.m. I could not have my phone on past 8 p.m. And it wasn't that they would take my phone. No, my phone would turn into a brick at 8 p.m. I couldn't use it. I couldn't text. I couldn't call. I couldn't do anything with it. So that forced me to focus on either my schoolwork or to do something a little bit more creative and focus in on one of my other passions, go to practice my cheers or my dance because I was a cheerleader and a dancer and I did many, many things. So I was involved in many different hobbies and that gave me It forced me to take that time and use that time to do other things away from a screen. That's not the case anymore. Some parents might have these guidelines in place, but many, many, many kids are playing on their phones or on their tablets. And I say kids, but this goes all the way through, I would say, even college years where this is really important for that socialization aspect to Take place. You should be out there socializing with people. You should be doing things, not just through a screen. Social media is a highlight reel. It is not a true depiction of reality. So I think that the more time that is spent on social media, and I don't just think this, I know this, the more time that is spent on social media, it's a direct correlation to a decline in mental health. And that is a major, major, major issue, especially for the preteens, teens, even college age students who are spending their time when they could be out socializing behind a screen, they're spending their time making connections through this social media or through you know TikTok videos that they might not even know the people, they're just watching them and getting entertainment. They're not actually building real connections. And I'm not saying everybody I'm not here to overgeneralize and say that everybody's doing this. It's a major issue. It is a major issue. Some people are still out there. Many people are still out there socializing and building relationships, but it is very different from the way that relationships were formed when I was a kid and way before that as well. And that's something to pay attention to. It doesn't mean it's all bad. Technology is a wonderful tool and it has made so many leaps and bounds and advancements that have helped our society today. However, it's important to remember that we are human beings. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. That means we need to connect with each other as human beings, not just behind screens. We need to connect with each other more than just through our phones, through social media, and actually have those moments of spending time one-on-one or spending time with groups to understand who we are and the role that we play in this lifetime and to have fun and experience life fully. That's really important. Even if you are the most shy person and you are an introvert, I can promise you that if you isolate yourself from the rest of the world and you avoid going out and making real relationships in the real world, you will have a decline in your mental health. You need to connect with other people. Connection to other people is one of the most important parts of living a long, happy, healthy life. One of the most important parts. It is one of the most important indicators of longevity is your community. Are you invested in your community? Are you taking part in your community? Are you active? If you even look at the Blue Zones, for example, I know there's a Netflix special out on this now where there's a docu-series about the Blue Zones, but the Blue Zones are the places around the world that have the highest percentage of centennials, which means they have the highest concentration of people who are living past the age of 100. I studied the blue zones when I did my holistic health coaching certification, and it's really interesting the pieces that go into predicting their longevity or play a factor in their longevity, and one of the most common things across the board for all of these blue zones is community. So that is something that cannot be ignored. Back to what I was saying about the loneliness pandemic and the sources that I've read and listened to over the past few days. Just this morning, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw on Instagram from The Holistic Psychologist. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I love her work. I love the way that she speaks to her followers and the information that she shares. If you have not checked out The Holistic Psychologist, highly, highly recommend that you do so. I know that she is on Instagram and TikTok and I believe Threads as well. So what she had posted today was that the economy is also playing a big role in the loneliness issue. If you are isolating yourself because you're ashamed of not having the financial resources to go out and do things with your friends, or you feel like you need to spend money to be able to post different things on social media social media is an issue okay I'll keep on saying it but if you feel like you need to spend money to hang out with your friends one look at who your friends are and if that's really true maybe find some new friends but two that's not true when it comes to real friends, when it when you're actually hanging out with your real friends, you don't have to spend a dime. You could do something so, so, so inexpensive. You could go for a walk. You could go for a hike. You could go stroll around a bookstore, which is actually something that I did with one of my friends a couple weeks ago, and it was so much fun. You could go and take your dog to a dog park, or you could even just have them over and watch a show or do something like for me, I know this is fun for me at least. I Maybe some of you out there will be like, oh yeah, I like that too. I love just playing music, lighting a candle, just relaxing, hanging out and having really good conversation, maybe even pulling out my oracle cards or talking through things and maybe doing a puzzle, like doing something where it's just a little bit of an activity, but you're having conversation. That connection, that time together, it's That's what's really important. So take the time to, going back to the card now, because I know that this was quite the rant, take the time to build up your relationships because this companionship card is all about that. It's not just about how many relationships you have in your life, but it's the quality of those relationships that counts. So give someone your complete presence and really be there for them. Because what you pour into others will be poured back into you. So think about it that way. If you're feeling lonely, reach out to somebody that you care about, somebody that you love, and just let them know that. They will be there. The right people will be there and will be in your corner and will understand and will be happy, happy to help out. They will be happy to to go out and do something with you. They'll be happy to come and sit on the couch with you and do absolutely nothing, okay? Those are the kind of people that you want to keep in your life. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I really, I don't have anyone that I can call and do that. I don't have any of those types of people in my life. Be brave, get out there and go do something that you enjoy. Put yourself out in the public space to interact with people that are doing similar things to what you're wanting to do. Put yourself out there, sit in a bookstore, stroll around a bookstore, see if you run into anyone that might be shopping for a similar book, ask them how their book is, or ask them if they have any recommendations, strike up a conversation. I teach yoga. I know a lot of my people, a lot of my students that come in, they'll end up making friends with the people that they come in and practice next to often. And They'll be like, oh, I see them all the time. Like, let's go grab coffee. Or they just start to strike up conversations and build relationships. And then all of a sudden, there are new friendships being formed just because you're doing something that you both really enjoy. So, Get out, get involved, go maybe join something like a yoga studio because like what I was just mentioning, it will bring people of similar mindsets together so that you can find people who are interested in the same things that you are. So just get out there, experiment around and know if you are feeling lonely, if you're feeling like you are truly alone, it's your mind playing a trick on you. You are never truly alone. This world is filled with so many people. So I need you to disconnect from social media. I need you to disconnect from anything, from the TV, from video games, from anything that's pulling your attention away from those human relationships. I need you to disconnect from that for a second. Step out into the real world and reconnect with real people. I promise you it's going to help you feel better. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling disconnected from relationships, from real relationships in your life, disconnect to reconnect. I do still want to talk about the autumn equinox. Let's get into that because there are a few wonderful things that I would like to discuss today. I feel like we'll be coming back to this whole loneliness pandemic idea and um, issue in the future, because I don't think it's going anywhere, sadly. But if you have any questions about it, if you have any thoughts that this sparked, leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought. Let me know how you're feeling. And if this resonated with you, I would love to hear that. I would also love to help if there's anything that you have questions about for ways to connect or things to do. Let me know that too. And I'll drop those into future episodes. So without further ado, let's talk about the autumn equinox. As I mentioned earlier, over the weekend, we experienced what is called the fall equinox, which is also known as the autumnal equinox, or you may have heard it been referred to as Maybon. This marks the astronomical beginning of autumn. And when I say we, I mean those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, because once again, the autumnal equinox occurs in the Northern Hemisphere in September, while the spring or the vernal equinox happens at the exact same moment for the Southern Hemisphere. So in other words, there are two equinoxes. And there are two solstices every year. So there is one equinox in September, which is what we just experienced, and the other equinox is in March, which for the northern hemisphere, we go into spring. For the southern hemisphere, you all go into fall. And then with the solstices, the solstices happen in the middle of summer and the middle of winter. Those are the longest and the shortest days of the year. Now, an equinox is when the sun is directly in line with the equator, which gives somewhat balance to the amount of daylight and the amount of darkness that we experience it's not perfectly balanced i know that that's a common misconception it is not a perfect balance of daylight and of night but it is the sun balanced on the equator as it heads either northbound or southbound giving us either fall or spring depending on which side of the equator we are on So even though the northern and southern hemispheres are experiencing opposite seasons, we do have this one thing in common, which is the experience of an equinox. As I had just mentioned, the sun is balanced on the equator. So symbolically, any equinox that we experience brings a time of balance or a time to reflect on balance or practice bringing more balance into our lives. Don't forget, as above so below. We are all a reflection of the universe that surrounds us, so whatever is going on outside of us in the universe is also happening inside of us and it takes place within. We are the universe experiencing itself through our own being. Keep that in mind. This is why it is so important to use the time around this equinox and for all other equinoxes, for that matter, to take the time to rebalance and reset some things that I like to do, especially because it's going into fall. And like I said, that is my favorite season. So some things that I like to do, one, practice gratitude. Gratitude journaling is by far one of the most important pieces to my journey thus far. It has been so, so impactful in my own life, and I've seen it work wonders in others as well. If you don't already have a gratitude practice, I encourage you to take out a journal, maybe just get a journal specifically for this gratitude practice. And I, yes, recommend a physical journal, not just the notes app on your phone, because the writing down of the things that you're grateful for, it just gives a little bit more of an oomph to it. It gives a little bit more of an impact to that feeling of gratitude. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down any time that you're feeling grateful, anytime that you have that feeling of wow, and you're, you're getting that whole body sensation of, oh my gosh, I feel so happy right now. I feel so at peace right now. I feel so joyful. Or, oh my gosh, that really meant a lot to me, what that one person did for me. Or that really was so incredible that I I want to write it down. Whatever that feeling is for you, that is gratitude. Whatever sensation you're experiencing that brings upon that feeling of gratitude, I want you to capture that. I don't want you just writing this list of things to be grateful for, like, oh, yeah, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my family. Like, those things, yes, absolutely, those are things to be grateful for, and you can write them down. I write them down. But I want you to also make sure that you are capturing those moments when you feel gratitude at its fullest. You can keep a running list and write these things down as much as possible whenever something comes up that you're like, oh my gosh, I I need to write that down because I am just so grateful for this in this moment because that list is something that you can come back to. So this is kind of a two-part journaling practice. Personally, I write down in my gratitude journal or in my regular journal, I write down things that I'm grateful for every time that I do a journal entry. I either start or end my journal entry with a few things that I'm grateful for from that day or the day prior, just because it's something that's top of mind. I just want to document whatever is coming up for me at that time that I'm writing that journal entry. But then I also like to keep a running list of things that were really impactful to me, things that were really bringing upon that feeling of gratitude because when you're feeling a little bit more down, when you're feeling like you have less to be grateful for and it's hard to find something to be grateful for, go back to this list and read it over. Read it 10 times over. But that list is going to bring back up those feelings of gratitude and it's going to change the way you think. And I don't say that dramatically, like I'm being serious. It's going to change the way you think. Gratitude practice helps to rewire your brain to look at the things that you're grateful for and find more things to be grateful for. It's really easy for our brain to be attracted to negative thinking or to highlight the negatives in our lives because our brains have been wired to seek out potential threats and to protect us from danger. So, yes, it is going to be easier to see the negatives or to remember the negatives. I want you to keep this gratitude list because What we're doing is we're rewiring your brain to look for the positive and to be able to see and seek out much more easily the positives in your life. It's going to change your vibration. It's going to help you to attract more to be grateful for. So start your gratitude practice if you haven't already or if you're listening to this and you may have strayed from your gratitude practice. This is your gentle nudge to get back into it. So that's number one around this time of the year. It's so important, especially because I also like to look back at the year as we go into Q4 and we're about to come into the last little bit of this year, of this calendar year. I like to look back and say, wow, look at all of these things that I've accomplished, all of these wonderful experiences that I've had, all of these wonderful moments that I've had to be grateful for. Look at all of this because it gives that sense of, wow, I filled this year with so many wonderful things, even if, this is a big thing, even if it feels like I didn't do as much as I wanted to. Because I don't know about you, but I know me, I definitely started this year with some big goals, with some big dreams, and this year has thrown me all kind of curveballs. I've moved twice (laughs) I had a major health issue, which I've talked about, you know it. And this year has just thrown me curveballs. So life has taken a lot of unexpected twists and turns, but I still have so much to be grateful for. And it could be very, very easy for me to look back at this year and be like, wow, I wasted this year. Or, oh my gosh, I wish I had done more. I wanted to do so much. And this year was just. It's a wash because I didn't get to do all of those things. It could be easy for me to look at it that way, but I will not. I refuse to look at it that way because there are so many things that I've accomplished and I've got to experience throughout this year that I have to be grateful for. So it would be foolish for me to look over those things and to just ignore them. I I can't ignore them. I am so grateful for them. So when you remind yourself of all of those wonderful things that you do already have to be grateful for, even if they're the smallest things, even if it's just, I'm grateful for the person at the post office that helped me out and was really patient with me while I was trying to mail out my package. A small moment could be something to be grateful for, but all of those little mini moments that happen in the 90% of your life, 90% of your life is going to be mini moments. All of those little mini moments that you have to be grateful for are going to add up. So keep track of them. Keep track of them, no matter how small, how big, how insignificant they may seem. If you're grateful for it, if you experience gratitude, write it down. Write it down and come back to that list whenever you need to. That is my number one tip to help you bring more balance into this time of year and move forward fully into this final quarter of your year. So gratitude journaling, number one, for sure. Kind of piggybacking off of that. I also like to use this time to reflect on my goals for this year. Like I mentioned before, I had a lot of big goals and some did not work out the way that I had anticipated them, and that's okay. So take this time to honestly reflect on the goals that you had set for yourself this year. Check in and be honest, again, with where you're at with those goals. Be honest with yourself about what you would need to do or change to get closer to attaining those goals or achieving success with whatever it is that you're working towards, and then create a plan of action to continue working towards those goals or to refocus your efforts in a way that would be more helpful, more beneficial for you to be working towards those goals. If you're noticing that you're spending your time in ways that are not really supporting the life that you're trying to create, again, be honest with yourself. This is a really great time to get clear, to get honest, and to really check in with yourself about, am I doing all that I can be doing? Am I putting my time and my energy in the right places to get to where I want to be or am I letting my energy leak out in ways that are not supportive or conducive to the life that I'm trying to create? Be honest, be real, set your new goals, or refocus as needed. That's number two. Number three, my third favorite thing. I don't know if I'm really putting these in order. It's just how I had written them down when I was brainstorming. Um, But number three, one of my top favorite things to do around this time of the year to welcome in the autumn season is to start going to more farmer's markets. I love the fall harvest. Squash, pumpkins, pears, berries, carrots, potatoes, zucchini, radishes, apples. Did I say apples? I don't know if i said apples but apples hello apple picking one of my favorite things i've been doing it since i was a kid back up in connecticut love apple picking go to a farmer's market and i'm gonna give you a little challenge here and if you don't have a farmer's market near you it's okay you can also do this at the store at the supermarket wherever you shop for your groceries i want you to find something that is from the fall harvest so one of those things that i'd mentioned I want you to find something that you are unfamiliar with, something that you have not cooked with before, and I want you to bring it home, and I want you, well, buy it, of course, and bring it home, and I want you to experiment around with ways to cook with that new crop that you're working with. So if it's, for example, acorn squash, acorn squash is not one of my favorites to cook with. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, what the heck is this? But there are some really yummy recipes that you can make with acorn squash. And there are so many recipes that you can make with potatoes. So if you're not familiar with cooking with potatoes, that's an easy one that you can throw into your back pocket of recipes and kind of like whip out whenever you're feeling like, oh, okay, I want to cook something or I need to make a dish to bring to a friend's house or to a party, hello, potatoes, they're everywhere. You can do so much with them. Just go and see what you can experiment around with and then get creative in the kitchen. If you don't enjoy cooking, I want you to practice cooking more because you will find something that you enjoy about it. Maybe not everyone. <laughs> I understand some people just really are against cooking for themselves. I get it, it's fine, but try, please. The more that you can put your time and your energy and your love into your cooking, the more nutritious the food is going to be for you and the more that it's going to nourish not just your body, but your soul. So take some time to play around with whatever you find at your local market and have fun with it. That's one of my favorite things to do during this time of year. And number four, again, in no particular order, but number four of the ways to welcome in this wonderful new season, start to embrace the season by playing with your senses, play with your sense of smell, get new candles and play with how the smells work in each different room in your home, play with new colors, maybe get a different floral arrangement for your kitchen or for your living space and put a new floral arrangement out that really brings this warm autumn energy into your space plant new flowers in your garden or maybe play with different crops in your garden as well get creative do whatever calls in that fall energy for you you can also again play with different flavors so going back to that experimentation in the kitchen with the fall harvest crops go ahead and play with different flavors Pumpkin spice lattes, not so much my thing, honestly. I am not so much a pumpkin spice girly, but if you are, there is an abundance of pumpkin spice lattes going around. So go get yourself one. Embrace the season. Embrace your senses. And number five, I also like to take this time to do a little bit of a deep clean and decluttering around my home. I know spring cleaning is kind of what people think of when they're like, oh, deep clean. Yes, spring cleaning is great, but do this more often than just spring, okay? You don't need permission. You don't need it to be spring to do a deep clean of your home. Take some time to really deep clean your space. Let go of anything that you no longer need or that is taking up space in your home that you just don't necessarily vibe with anymore. Get rid of it. Give it away. Donate it. Do something with that energy to clear up space in your home for new energy to enter. Declutter and reset. It's a great time for it. Last but certainly not least on my list for you today, if you are in the Northern Hemisphere and your days are getting shorter, increase your vitamin D intake. Many, if not most, people suffer from a vitamin D deficiency. so especially in the winter months when the sun is not out as long during the day. We're not getting as much vitamin D as we could be. You might even experience vitamin D deficiency during summer, but... It depends on your body. It depends on your area that you live in. It just depends on so many factors. Now, of course, you don't want to be taking too much vitamin D because that can also have some adverse side effects. Talk to your doctor. Maybe look at your blood work and see where your vitamin D levels are at so that you can supplement appropriately for yourself and your body. But here are some symptoms of low vitamin D so that you can just be aware of how you're feeling in case these symptoms do pop up. It might be a good sign to increase your vitamin D. And I will say before I list out this list, this is very similar to having low thyroid as well. So if you have a low TSH level, if your thyroid hormone is too low, you might experience these same things, which is why it is important to get your blood work done so you know what's going on. Symptoms. When vitamin D is low, it can lead to fatigue and poor sleep. You can feel bone pain or achiness through your body and through your joints. You can feel depression or feelings of sadness more often. You might experience hair loss. You might experience muscle weakness. You might experience loss of appetite and your immune system will suffer. So all of those symptoms, again, like I said, can be related to your thyroid as well. So it's important to know what's going on in your own body. But if you are in an area where there is less daylight, especially in the Northern Hemisphere during these winter months, it is important to start supplementing with vitamin D because many, if not most people will have a vitamin D deficiency at this day and age. Just throwing it out there, do as you wish with your own body. It's your own body. It's your own life. I'm just here to give you my words of wisdom. Now I bring vitamin D up because it is a natural way to support your immune system and to support your mood through these winter months. Because if you are not familiar with it, seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD SAD, is a type of depression that has a seasonal pattern. So this seasonal depression comes around during these darker months because we do have less daylight. It is a time when you might be a little bit more isolated, kind of going back to what we were talking about with the loneliness epidemic, or what I call is the loneliness pandemic, because I think it's much larger than an epidemic. But I digress. The types of therapies for seasonal affective disorder can include talk therapy. It can include light therapy. You can also use a happy light during this time. So as the days get shorter, turn a light on first thing in the morning. If you're not familiar with using a happy light, I would encourage you to do some research around happy lights. They're also known as sad lights, S-A-D lights, because of seasonal affective disorder. So that can kind of be misleading. I know. Happy lights are phenomenal to help you to support your circadian rhythm. If you wake up and the sun is not up yet, it might be worth investing in a happy light for these winter months to turn it on First thing when you wake up to get some artificial daylight into your eyes and support your own body's systems. Now, I want to be really clear and say that I am not saying everybody will experience seasonal affective disorder during these darker months, but I am saying that it is something that is not so talked about, more common than not, and something to be aware of. So If you do experience any of those types of down feelings during darker months, pay extra attention to how you are nourishing your body with the food that you're taking in, with the relationships that you're keeping in your life. Pay extra attention to the lifestyle that you're living and the habits that you're keeping up with. Be mindful of your circadian rhythm and again, maybe use a happy light or just get outside and get sunlight into your eyes when the sun is up and shining bright. And I say all of this because even if you are not one who experiences full-blown seasonal affective disorder or feelings of depression during the winter months, it is, in my opinion, always better to err on the side of caution and do everything that we can to support our body's systems and make sure that our body is operating optimally and functioning the way that it is meant to function. So why wouldn't we? prevent these types of things through our lifestyle, through our nutrition, through our relationships as much as we possibly can. So that's how I like to welcome in fall. I do all of the above. I encourage you to do the same. And I would also love to hear what exactly you do to welcome in fall. So if you want to share, feel free to reach out to me at Awaken with Erica Jade on Instagram or at Life with Erica Jade on Instagram or TikTok or you can just write a comment in the comment section on this episode. I would love to hear the ways that you like to welcome in fall or spring if you're in the Southern hemisphere. And I would also love to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, comments, feedback for me about this episode or others, please share. I would love to hear from you. That's all I have for you today though. I will leave you with that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or your evening whenever you're listening to this. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Awaken with Erica Jade. I hope this conversation provided you with valuable insights and tools to help guide you on your journey towards awakening. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and please take a moment to leave a review. The more reviews that we have, the more the podcast is shown to new listeners, so I greatly appreciate you helping me reach as many people as possible. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this conversation, spread the love and share it with them. Remember, you have the power within you to create the life that you desire. So keep going and keep growing on your path to awakening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.